We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through his vessels today. Praise the Lord. Are y'all doing well for this morning? Amen. As we get ready to continue to move into our series, uh, A New Way of Living. And uh, I see God's blessing some of y'all right now. And, and the rest of y'all, it, it, it ain't over yet. He gonna bless your family. He gonna bless your family. He gonna bless you in more ways than one. When we line our life up with the word of God, God said that he gonna bless us, man. He gonna bless us. And see, in this new way of living here, I'm not talking about it in this society here. See, when you're in the kingdom, you're in a different society. How many of y'all brought y'all Bible with you this morning? Wave in the devil's faith, let him know that your arm in danger. Whenever you come into this house, already bring your Bible. If you got your cell phone, download it. Download all of them in there. You'll, you'll, you'll get it much quicker right here. Wave in the devil's faith, let him know your arm in danger. A new way of living. Go to Isaiah chapter 8, please. That's a foundation scripture that we took. A new way of living as we move into the year 2023. I, I, I tell you what, I, I, I came here expecting, amen, praise the Lord. And when God gave me this message, I came expecting. I, and Pastor Bevan, she did an awesome job on, on Wednesday. And I said she was all off into my message. She was all off into it. It's our custom here that you stand for the reading of God's word. Praise the Lord. Let's stand. We're not going to keep you long. We just got one, we got one particular verse here. In Isaiah chapter 8, a very familiar passage of scripture. And that'll be verse 18. And therein you shall find. He said, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord had given me are for signs and for wonders. And Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And before we go any further, we just want to use for a text this morning a new way of living. You may be seated. And we definitely want to make sure that we keep Sister Vita and her mother in our prayers. Amen. Because God is no respectable person. Keep, them in our, keep her in our prayers. A new way of living. That's what we're looking at. And when we're talking about a new way of living, we don't live according to the course of this world. Why? Because this is a Babylonian system. And this Babylonian system, ladies and gentlemen, is coming down. It's just a matter of time. 
had something else on my mind here, but I'm going to go a different way here. Concerning a new way of living. So really we are teaching on the, on the supernatural church. That's our overall topic for this particular series. And specifically we are teaching on the new economy. The new economy. See, when we accept the Christ as our Lord and Savior, we live in a new economy. We don't live in this economy. Let's look at this here. Go to Hebrew chapter 4. Hebrew chapter 4. Let's go there. I want you to see this here. Hebrew chapter 4. And if you have it, say praise the Lord. I know some of y'all didn't say praise the Lord. Okay. In Hebrew chapter 4, we want to look at this here. Now, Hebrews is a very, very interesting book. And it's very is a very enlightened book. Some say that Apostle Paul wrote the book. Some say that he didn't. Okay? So I just want to tell you a little bit about the book of Hebrews. But if you look at some of the writing that's in Hebrews, it sounds like it is Apostle Paul writing. When you look at some of the writing. But look at verse 1 and verse 2 in Hebrews chapter 4. And it said, let us therefore fear. That word fear means believe. Lest a promise being let us on entering into his rest. Enter into his rest. And a view should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith. In them that heard it. It wasn't mixed with faith. So when I preach to you this morning, I'm going to give you something. It's going to be in seed form. So you have to receive it as a seed. And that seed, ladies and gentlemen, has to be water. It has to be water, and God going to give the increase. Hmm? Watch this. And when you do, you swallow that seed and put it in the inside the sword of your heart. It began to grow. Now, when did it begin to grow and produce? It produced, first of all, the image of your redemption. Glory to God. Who you really are. It produced the way God sees you. Come on now. God 
God does not see you inferior to counsel. He sees you seated together with Jesus in heavenly places, and everything is under your foot. Everything, not some, everything is under your foot. God doesn't see you in lack. God doesn't see you sad. I'm talking about the way God sees you. And the way you can get the way God sees you is to get the seed, watch this, of the word of God in the assault of your heart. I don't care about what nobody else says, how they see me, but how God sees me. And what do the seed do? It rid up everything that is in your soul, in your soul, inside of you. And that root, which happened to be sadness, which comes from an experiment that you had before you got born again. The word of God going to rid it up. He's going to rid it out of the soil of your heart. See, that root inside of you, you are keeping you, you it's what keeping you sad. Sometimes. And God don't ever want you to be sad. But now the word of God is going to whip that thing out. And the joy of the Lord is going to come upon you. Glory to God. The joy. And when you go into a different atmosphere, they're going to see that joy of the Lord upon you. And you're going to change the atmosphere. Watch this. Everywhere you go, you're going to have a smile on your face. And not only are you going to have a smile on your face, but you're going to have a song in your heart. Glory. Come on, give God some praise on that one. A song in your heart. Look right there in Hebrews chapter 4. Look at verse 3 8. For which we have believed do enter to rest. You see, when we enter to rest, God works. But if we work, God going to rest. And God don't need no rest. Now, you need to underline that word rest because we're giving you a new definition and an understanding on that word rest. Why is that word rest is used in the Bible so many times? Why is he using this word rest so much? Because this word is for you. We're talking about living in the supernatural, the economy. He says right here, he said, for, he said right here in verse 3 and 8, he said, for we which have believed do enter to rest. So believing is going to bring you to that rest. Did you know that faith is a rest? Glory to God. Faith is a rest. When you in faith, you at rest. When you're not in faith, you tend to, you, you tend to something to come loose at, at any moment. You can't sleep at night because you, you're not at rest. You're tossing and turning throughout the night. Why? Because you're not at rest. Look at 3B. He said, and he said, 
as I have sworn by my wrath. If they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The work were finished before the foundation. Where we getting out at? God had already prepared. He know what you're going to need. It was already prepared before the foundation of the world. What works? And the works that God wants you to do. And the works that God wants you to do. Everything that you, that you would need is in this earth according to life and godliness. He has already been, he's already been done for you, ladies and gentlemen. It has already been completed. He said in his word that he'll give us everything pertaining to life and God. It's already done for us. We just got to get into the, get the seed in, the, in our sword and walk in it. It's already been completed. Now look here. Let's look at something here. Look at Psalms. Look at Psalms 22. I want you to see this here. Psalms. Psalm 22. I want you to see this here. If you haven't said praise the Lord. Now this is that rest that I was telling you about. In Psalm 22, look at one, look at uh, look at 1A. Psalm 22, 1A. My God, my God. Why has thou forsaken me? Stop right there. Now, where do you hear that said? On the cross. Who said it? Jesus said it. He said that on the cross. Hundreds of years before, hundreds of years after it was, after it was written. So who said the Bible contradicts itself? The Bible don't contradict itself. This is the only thing that will say something. 300, 400, 500 years ago, and it come to manifest in our presence today. Who said the word of God contradicts itself? My brothers and sisters, the word of God don't contradict itself. So God saw what he was going to say. And he said it before he said it. Watch this. God saw what you're going to do, what you're going to need, and he prepared before you got there. I said, God saw what you're going to need and prepared before you got there, ladies and gentlemen. A new way of living. Now, let's go back here. Let's go back here. Let me break this down a little bit further. Let's go back here to Hebrew chapter 4 again. Let's go back to Hebrew chapter 4, please. Let me give you a little bit more clarity on some things. Hebrew chapter 4. I'm still trying to break this Bible in right here. And sometimes it just don't want to work right for me. Hebrews chapter 4, are you there? Look at verse, uh, look at verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day. From all of his what? From all of his work. He rested. That's awesome. 
he rested. So let's just take a little trip here. Let's just take a little trip and let's go to the seventh day and let's see what he's talking about. Let's take a little trip. Go to Genesis chapter 2, please. Let's see. Let's get a clear, let's get an understanding of the seventh day. Glory to God. In Genesis chapter 2, let's look at verse 1 and verse 2. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all of the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had made. Hmm? Now, God called it what? Works. Now, understand what all the, what he's saying. Let there be light. And in 24 hours, 16 billion miles of light. 16 billion miles of universe. Let the trees grow. I'm talking about God said this, but he called it what? Works. He called it work. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, listen, let's see what Peter had to say about this. Watch him. Watch Peter, watch Peter. What did he say about it? About the works. Go to Luke chapter 5, please. Luke chapter 5. Watch this. I'm going to take it off from verse 1 down to verse 9. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two ships standing, standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon Peter, and prayed, which is asked him, that he would trust, because he was thrust out a little, a little from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Lunch out into the deep, and let down your net for a drop. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the, all the night. And have not and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net would break. And they beckoned unto the, their partner, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships. So that they began to sink. Watch this, verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had caught. And one thing, one of the many things, if you study the background scripture right here, you know Peter's family was a fisherman. They know where to catch fish. 
His daddy caught fish. His daddy, daddy caught fish. His daddy, daddy. So he know where the fishing was at. And that's the reason why he made that statement to Jesus. We had taught all night. Watch this. Listen. Without hard work, without toil, without hard labor, you working. Yes, you're going to work. But you're going to work on another level. Glory to God. See, the, see, the world works in tall. The world hopes that something would, would happen. They trial and trial and error. They hope that this, this, this may work. They hope that this is the right answer. They hope that this will work okay. That's how the world goes. But we stand on the word of God. We put the word of God on it. Glory to God. I said, we put the word of God on it. They work and work. And when the money is not there, they go and get another job and work. And then they beg for promotion. And, and, and they beg for promotion. And, and they're not going to give them 3%. But they want that. That's how the world works. But we're in a different kingdom. So my point to you is, but all of that is over there in, in Babylon. All of that is in a failing system that you and I were born in at first. But now we have been born again. We have been born in the kingdom of God where there is no more, uh, there is more than enough provision for each and every one of us. Glory to God. We're in the kingdom now. And when you're in the kingdom, God will provide for you. My brothers and sisters, this provision is, is available anytime that you will ever need it. It's, it's, it's available for us. And it's guaranteed to bring you to your knees. Come on now, give the Lord a shout of praise up in this house. Hmm? This provision, God provision, I don't care what goes on around us, God's provision is going to take care of us. This provision is guaranteed to make you shout when you ain't a shouter. This provision is guaranteed to make you jump and raise your hand when you're used to holding them down and being reserved. This provision is so good, it'll make your mama shout. Glory to God. <laughs> She'll shout. Oh, glory to God. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that God has got something good in store for you and me. When we live a life that's pleasing to God, he got something good in store for you. I want to share with you a very passionate scripture. What God has for you. Go to Jeremiah, very familiar passage scripture. Go to the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 29. Look what God said he had for you. Huh? Y'all know where I'm going. Jeremiah 20, you're right. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, look what he says here. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you what? 
an expected end. That's what God thinks about you. That's awesome. You take that home and meditate that. Okay, what you go through? Meditate that. Now, what am I saying? A new economy. Where is it? Is it in the invisible? How do you get it in the natural? When you get ready to shout, when you get ready to act, and believe the word of God. That's how you get it in the natural. When you get ready to shout, when you get ready to believe the word of God, it will be manifest in the natural. That's how you get it on the inside. That's how you get it revealed. That's how you see the manifestation. Listen. No more lack in your house. I said no more lack in your house. If you have a need, all you have to do is what? Sow a seed. See, God doesn't want you to work for a living. Now, you're trying to earn something. Earn what? Something what God has already provided for you. See, it's not of you. It's not of you, ladies and gentlemen. Watch this here. See, it's all about grace. His love, his tender love and care. Now, why do you work? So a person will work because without it, you cannot fulfill your potential in the kingdom of God. Each and every one of you have potential. Each and every one of you, each and every one of you have a purpose. You were born with that purpose. You were born noted. It's on the inside of you. You have potential, my brothers and sisters. See, it's none of you. It's potential. What is potential? Potential is hidden ability. Where are they? They're on the inside of you. Hidden ability is on the inside of you, my brothers and sisters. And it's very important that you tap into it. Tap into it and put it out. If I take an acorn, and there is a tree inside of that acorn, and there are hundreds of acorns in that, hundreds of acorns in that acorn, and that can produce hundreds of trees. And that one little acorn, watch this. There's a forest in those acorns, and there's a forest in you. Now, don't think that it's going to get in you. It's already in you. Come on now. You came noted. It's on the inside of you, my brothers and sisters. How do you get it out? Work. You work it out. I'm going to work. What do you do? What do you do at the job you go to? The job gives you a paycheck. Hmm? What do works give you? Works give you potential. Works give you potential. Well, why works? Because it's a way that you can give something of value to the world. Why works? It's my way of giving something of value to the world. Notice, I did not say, I did not say yet, I'm working 
to earn a living. We don't work to earn a living. If you're in the kingdom, watch this here. My brothers and sisters, that's Babylon. I said that's Babylon. See, they have to do that who don't know God. They better earn it or they won't have anything. I got to look out for me. This is what they say. I got to look out for me. I got to look out for number one. So I got to go to work. That's a Babylon system. You see, that, that system, watch this, but this system, God looks out for you. And I'd rather have God look out for me any day. Adam had not been even created the thoughts of his own provision. That thought have never occurred. The only time that it occurred is when the fall. Otherwise, that God took care of Adam. But when he got his sin, then he owned his own. Why do I work? Because it is the way, it is the way talent and gifts is developed and revealed and increased. That's why I work. There's potential on the inside of me. Why work? Because it keeps me mentally healthy. That's why you work. I'm not earning a living now. Because living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus did it all for me. And I just got to believe that he did it. And stacked it all the way up. So that I can, I can be concerned about number one. I can be concerned about number one. What's number one? My assignment from God. In turn of getting his kingdom established throughout this earth. That's number one for me. And that should be number one for you. You and I have a responsibility to build up the kingdom of God. Number one. Why work? It's a mean by which we manifest dreams and ideals and goals. That's how they come reality. Somebody got to work. Somebody got to work. You see, when you're in the kingdom... You got to think different. And everything changed when the kingdom come. And the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, is on the inside of you. Things have changed. The atmosphere has changed. Everything has changed. Why? Because the kingdom has come. Why work? Because it makes us a blessing to other people. Notice what Jesus said. Over here in, uh, notice what Jesus said over here in Mark chapter 6. Let's go there, please. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. If you haven't said praise the Lord. In Mark chapter 6, let's pick it up in verse, uh, let's pick it up in verse 35. Uh, 35 and 36 in Mark chapter 6. And when the day was now far spent, 
His disciple came unto him and said, This is a desert place. And now the time is for a pass. Send them away that they may go into the country roundabout and into the village and buy themselves bread. For they have nothing. What? They have nothing to eat. This is the disciple. Now, if they have been attending a meeting with Jesus, and they have been there for three days, and Jesus was a preacher, and he was a teacher, and he was a good one. Look at 37a. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. Stop right there. Hmm? You give them something to eat. Glory to God. You give them something to eat. Now, what did Jesus, now what, now what did I say? When you get hired, watch this. When you get hired in a company, I said, when you get hired in a company, you're not there for them to meet all of your needs. You're there to meet all of their needs. Because who meet all your needs is God. But he put you there and he put the potential on the inside of you for you to meet their needs. Glory to God. Watch this. You have the ability to tap into unlimited provision. Including the provision of wisdom. You can use your faith to help that company increase its bottom line. You can use your faith. As I move into my close. See, now they don't have to move the headquarters to another country. Everything changed when the kingdom comes. And the kingdom has come. It's on the inside of you right now. Oh, you haven't seen nothing yet, Elijah. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet, yet, Adrian. You haven't seen nothing. You tell Rita, she ain't seen nothing yet. He said, you feed them. And what people don't realize is that God leads you past what's possible on purpose. I said, God leads you what leads you past on purpose. Or can I put it this way? He leads you past what's possible on purpose. This is not just a coincidence that God gives you something beyond your bank account. He gives you, watch this, he gives you something to show you and everybody else that he is God. He is the one that supplies all of your needs. Glory to God. So it's very important that we know his character. We know his attributes. We know how he moves. He wants everybody to know who he is. And a lot of time, we're trying to stay comfortable. And you don't change when everything is comfortable. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, that thing, that sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a divine shaking in the nest. 
he was shaking sometimes. I say divine shake because the devil can shake you too. But sometimes there's a divine shaking. And what he's saying is he wants you to get out that, get out that, get out that nest here and move towards your purpose and move towards your destiny. The shaking of the nest. My words. It makes you a blessing to other people. My words. It's allowed us to become co-creators with God. See, every, every human is created to accomplish something. That's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, we are so gifted. We was created that way. And God told me to tell you some things right here. And God told me to tell you, God is saying to you, don't you die with my stuff. Don't you die with my stuff. He said, he said, you were meant to serve me, and my gift was meant to serve you. Glory to God. Don't you die with his stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a lot of people over there that one of the richest places in the world is the graveyard. They die with all the gift and all the talent on the inside of them. They didn't fulfill their purpose. There was, there was a potential on the inside of them. There was hidden ability on the inside of them. But they didn't take heed to the word of God that was in the soil of their heart. Don't die. Each and every one of you have a calling from God. There's purpose on the inside of you. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. That's all I got. Amen. I just want to say to to the social media, God told me to tell you that Jesus is coming back and that you better be ready. Not get ready, but you better be ready. And if you're not ready, and maybe you were saved at one point period of time, but you got away from God. Well, I'm here to tell you that God is a God of another change. He is not a God of a second change. He is the God of another change. The Bible says his mercy are new every morning. His mercy are new every evening. His mercy are new every noon. So just repeat this after me. Say, Father God, I believe in Jesus. And I believe that he died and rose the third day with all power in the heaven and earth. And right now I accept him as my Lord and Savior. And I rededicate my life back to him. In Jesus' name I pray. And if you say that prayer, you said that prayer, we believe that you're back in right standing with the God. Get to your good Bible teaching church that will teach you the word of God. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 1130 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. 
You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.